Hello and welcome back to Tachikawa. You are listening to Sakamichi Nights. My name is Matthew Boynton and I'm joined as always by Daniel Bellamy. How are you today, Daniel? Great. How are you? I'm excellent, actually. Okay. I have to say, feeling a little bit tired. Mm-hmm. Still, it's Wednesday when we're recording this uh, and Sunday, uh, the last weekend Sunday yep. was Hanami yeah, for me. For you, yeah. And that always leaves a few days for recovery. Mm-hmm. You know, Hanami always goes pretty Hanami, yeah. doesn't it? Um, think back to how long have you been in Japan now? How long have you been in Probably, Japan? I, I came in 2001. Mm-hmm. I left for a few years, so whatever that is. 15 plus years. Sure. Um, what is the Hanamiest Hanami that you've ever been to? Uh, I once hanamied so hard that I fell asleep in the park and woke up the next day. That's pretty hard hanamying. Yeah. Which park was it? Uh, we, I think we actually did a couple parks. I can't remember where we started. It was a it was long a time ago. Crawl. But we ended up, it was a park crawl, yeah. Um, but we ended up, I think, going into Shibuya, I think, with designs to go somewhere, uh, like an indoor location, and ended up just going to Yoyogi Park mm-hmm. and carrying on there. And then I woke up the next morning in the park by myself. So your your companions had abandoned you in the park? Uh, it's much more likely that I abandoned them. Right. Not necessarily in the park. But uh, I woke up in the morning in the park. And, you know, people were already kind of there and, you know, getting started on things. So Did you try and play it off? Did you be like, yeah, I was just uh, having a little Staking nap Taking out this spot. Don't nobody take this place. I was doing my morning run and I got really sleepy yeah. all of a sudden. Um, um no, I don't think anybody's really paying that much attention to me. You could have, I mean, if there were people showing up already, then you could have just joined another Hanami and kept that party moving. I thought about I didn't really have that energy at the time. I mm-hmm. did uh, I did grab a, a Chuhai on my way out because right. I was like, this is going to be a rough train ride. Um, I was living, it was when I was living in Chiba, so yeah, it would have been 2002, I guess, something like that. Quite a long uh, so it was, it was a long train ride back by myself, um, super hungover. So the train ride of shame. Yeah, with a chew high. You know, at least I had my shoes covered in sakura. Has there been another Hanami when you've gone home without without your shoes? No, no. I mean that that would have taken the top spot for sure. But uh, I had a friend who um, ended up sleeping in Yoyogi Park and woke up without shoes. Mm. They had they had been taken from him in the night. Or perhaps he had thrown them into the lake. In a fit of shoeless passion. It's possible, yeah, it's possible. Um, that's a pretty hard hanamiing experience. Um, I always enjoy it when I invite people to things uh, and then the things immediately go sideways. Mm-hmm. I remember I was once hanamiing in Kogane Park with um, some Japanese friends who I knew from the local bar where I used to drink. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the master there, the owner, organized a hanami you went along you paid a few thousand yen and you basically got to take as much booze as you wanted out of the okay. cooler right. pretty cool um almost everybody there was japanese having a good time but i was quite new to japan so i was having a hard time communicating effectively with them, mm. everyone so i called up uh, a british friend of mine who i knew lived locally get down to the park enjoy some cool hanami mm. with me and all my new buddies yeah uh he shows up 45 minutes later Exactly as one of the other Japanese folks is wedging another Japanese guy so hard that he ripped his underpants clean in half. Yeah, this sounds like hanging out with uh, Japanese male adults. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
And um, this is going to happen eventually. The look on his face as he just sat down. Oh, yeah. Nice to meet everyone. So I, I pay the money here. Then I just take the money. What's? Oh, oh, wedgie. Oh, oh, that's quite, yeah, quite the, the atomic wedgie. Um, that's when you completely rip the waistband off the underpants. Mm. Yeah, pretty hard hanamying. It wasn't that hard this year, I will say. No wedgies. Um, I don't, no atomic wedges. I don't remember gentle, any atomic wedges. wedges. That's not to say that none of none of them happened. Um, but uh, yeah, Enoch Ashura Park and then a bit of karaoke. It's a good time. Mm. But uh, feeling a little sleepy even now when it's right. Wednesday. Yeah. Now we're not just here to reminisce about Hanami's gone by, are we? Like so many sakura petals falling from the trees. Mm-hmm. We're here to wax poetic about beer. Isn't that right? Celebration time. It is time to celebrate some beers. Ooh. Ooh. Twist. Twist ending. It's the sequel. It's just like Aliens being the sequel to Alien. Yep. This Predators. Is is that the the Michael Jackson movie? Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll leave that one in. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, we're going to be celebrating more than one beer on this week's episode, aren't we? Very exciting. What are the beers that we are going to be celebrating? Uh, we're going to celebrate two beers because they are related. We're going to celebrate Rabbit Kick, uh, which is um, a hazy IPA, or a mountain IPA, if you will. <laughs> a hazy double IPA. Uh, you're right. I'm sorry. I screwed that up. Sorry. We're going to celebrate Rabbit Punch, yep. which is a hazy IPA, yep. uh, and also Rabbit Kick, which is a hazy double IPA, or hazy imperial IPA, I guess. Interesting. We're already tripping over. I've fluffed this hard. The nomenclature here, because I think these beers, um, their named styles have changed yeah. recently. I, I want to back up for a second and just note that I said I fluffed that hard. I'm not sure what I was going for there, but I feel like there's two meanings there. Anyway, the point is uh, the words didn't come out right. I don't speak good. Um, but you do fluff well. I uh, fluff hard, apparently. Yeah, that's We can both agree on that. Um, rabbit... Uh, punch is the, the hazy IPA. Rabbit Kick is the hazy double IPA, Imperial IPA. But uh, until recently, I think both of these were called Mountain IPAs, mm-hmm. weren't they? Yeah. Um, I don't know what the background behind that change is. Maybe it was confusing for people. Uh, they wanted to know what Mountain IPA was. Um, have you experienced that a lot since we've put the, the Mount Crushmore on tap? In here, have, have you had people asking you what a mountain IPA is a lot? Certainly. Yeah, I think it's not uh, it's not a totally familiar style. And customers want to know. We've written it on there on the style board. And people want to know what they're getting into so they can make an informed choice. So for us, most of our kegs are going through our taps. And so we're mostly dealing with that question. But I think if we had a bigger brewery and we were sending out more kegs or we were mm. sending out cans, then you're offloading that question and answer uh, to your clients, right? Other other uh, shops and bars that are selling your beer. So I can understand under under those kind of circumstances that you might feel like we should just call it a hazy IPA to make it easier for everybody. Right, and that is pretty descriptive as well. I think because mm. these beers are hazy and and fruity uh, and and tropical, and they have a lot of the hallmarks of a hazy IPA mm. as well. Um. Well, we're going to be tasting two beers, so why don't we radically re-energize the format a little bit more okay. by tasting both of them at once. What? Are you prepared for this madness?
comparative tasting. So we've both got uh, a glass each of Rabbit Punch, that's the hazy IPA, and Rabbit Kick, that's the hazy double IPA or Imperial IPA in front of us. Uh, they do taste different. I don't think I've ever had a glass of both of these at the same time mm. in front of me. Had both of these beers. We've had both of them, but never at the same time. But rather than focusing at first on the differences, what are some of the things that you think are similar about these two beers? Uh, we looked at the recipe beforehand, and they both use the same malt bill, and they use the same uh, yeast as well. They have two hops uh, in common as well. They both use Columbus and Sriracha Ace. Uh, but I think beyond that, they both they both do the Mountain IPA thing, which, which as I described to customers, is kind of half hazy and half West Coast, so half half fruity and juicy. Uh, but with a bitter backbone to it. And I think they both hit those hallmarks. I think Mount Crushmore does as well. Uh, Rabbit Punch is 45 IBUs and Rabbit Kick is 55 IBUs. For reference, for people who know Shibasaki Session is 45 IBUs. And I think that's kind of, to me, that's a, a medium, almost medium high bitterness. Uh, and both of these give you the kind of the fruitiness up front and then come through with a bitter backbone, a, a bit of a bitter snap on the back end. Yeah, they, they look quite similar as well, don't mm. they? Not to be too frivolous, but um, they're both clearly hazy. Although I think the, uh, the rabbit kick is noticeably maybe a couple of shades darker, isn't it? Uh, and the... As they use the same yeast, I think the yeast character is similar. It's just a, a clean, nice, juicy IPA, uh, hazy IPA character. Uh, and the malt bill, while it, I think they do use the same malts, at least according to the website, um, probably the rabbit kick uses quite a bit more of them. So maybe that's why we're getting a little bit more sweetness and a tiny bit more octane out of this one, for want of a better word. We're going on to the differences now. How do you think these two beers are different? They get more kind of easily identifiable fruitiness from the rabbit punch, I find. It, it kind of tastes like um, uh, like dank grapefruit, so a combination of uh, sweetness and citrusiness and bitterness. Mm, grapefruits that have been left in a cellar for too long. Right, yeah, the, the way we all like them. Uh, it also has a bit of that... Um, is it, I'm not as familiar being American, but is it marmalade that has like the bits of peel in it as well? When you bite in, is that right or no? Uh, yes, I think some marmalades. You know, maybe? I'm not a huge marmalade expert. I'll hold my hands up now and admit it. But having regular recently watched Paddington Two, I remember there were bits in that marmalade. Right, bits of the peel though, right? Yes, and you that's get right. you get that kind of that zest uh, yes. bitterness in there. I get that kind of sense from Rabbit Punch quite a lot. I think that's the overriding uh, character for me. Citrusy zestiness. Mm, sure. Uh, you mentioned that they have two hops in common. One of the hops that the rabbit punch has that the rabbit kick doesn't is Idaho 7. Yeah. If you remember, we made a beer with Idaho 7 last year. And especially when it was very fresh, that had a very citrusy, mm -hmm. orangey, uh, mecany kind of flavor right. to it, didn't it? Yeah. So maybe that's what that is. Uh, they also use Vic Secret in that one, and I know they did a, a single hop beer with Vic Secret. That's uh, two rabbits did, and that was really nice as well. So a hop with a lot of character, enough that it can carry a beer just on its own as well. How about the rabbit kick? The rabbit kick, I feel like uh, it's actually lower in IBUs and higher in alcohol. So it's, it's the 45 IBUs, and the alcohol is 8.0%. Right. Uh, and I, I feel like I taste a lot of the... 
the not taste the alcohol, but like heat from the alcohol comes through quite a bit. Not in an unpleasant way. Uh, it's almost like it's almost like there was some some fruit liqueur kind of thing, right? Like there's some heat to it, like but a fruity heatiness, a heaty fruitiness. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A, a hot fruitiness. A hot fruitiness. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely, it does. Uh, I've seen a Carry On film, um, but I, I think. You're right that it's not unpleasant, but if I was to blind taste both of these, and then you asked me which one had a higher ABV, it wouldn't be hard to pick out at all, mm. or at least to, to think that you could pick out the uh, the Rabbit Kick having eight um, percent and, and be in the higher the higher octane version. It's got a lot of sweetness too, as well. I think almost like a like an orange hard candy kind of taste to it. Um, one of the, the hops in this is Nelson Sauvin which um, is famous for having a kind of white grape character. Mm. You're picking up a lot of white grape from this? Uh, you, now that you say it, sure. I don't know, it didn't hit me up front, but not a lot. Yeah, if I had to put my finger on what the, uh, the identifiable fruit characters of these are, I would say that the, uh, the Rabbit Punch has a big citrusy character. Um, as we said, kind of orangey. That's probably from the Idaho 7 and the combination of the other hops. Whereas the uh, Rabbit Kick... Tastes to me like uh, mango. You get quite a lot of thick mango mm. juice character from this. Uh, maybe even slightly fermented mango juice. You ever leave a mango out in the sun for too long and it starts to ferment? I mean, who am I asking? I know you've done that. Who um, has it? Yeah, who has Who among that? us? Um, and in the best possible way, that is kind of the character that I get from this beer a bit. Mm. Uh, in addition to the, the kind of the high octane uh, sense of the ABV. It's fun that we're doing these side by side. Of course, the only reason we're doing these side by side is because our customers cannot, um, because we're drinking the the end of the keg of Rabbit Punch, which was on tap for like two days. Yeah, uh, and is now gone, uh, and we have the Rabbit Kick on now. So uh, you know, anybody who came in and enjoyed the Rabbit Punch can now come in and enjoy the Rabbit Kick, but. Uh, Sadly, it might be an idea in the future if we get both of these again to put them on side by side so people can have them back to back or side by side if they want. Do we not have cans of both of these beers in the showcase fridge? Oh, you genius. We do. We have cans of both of these beers. Not a lot, but we do have them. My goodness. So a solution is staring us in the face right here. If you want to try both of these beers side by side, get them in cans, Mm. pour them out, enjoy them. Do a little triangle test for yourself. See if you can identify the different beers. Rabbit Punch, Rabbit Kick, and Asahi Super Dry. <laughs> well, yes, that would be one way of doing that. I was going to say pour two glasses of the Rabbit Kick or the Rabbit Punch and one glass of the, the other one. I see what you're saying. And then you have to be able okay. to identify okay. which one is which. Right on. Uh, but yeah, you could do that as well. Um, you could get some of uh, Suntory's new Triple Nama um, in um, a, a minor detour. Uh, my kids brought some uh, kind of popping candy back the other day. It was this uh, this fun thing where you have to mix together several different packets and mm-hmm. it forms a kind of amusing shape in the tray that you then eat. And I was looking at the ingredients and the first five ingredients were all just different words for sugar. Right. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent of this is sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the one saving grace of it is that the whole packet only weighed 23 grams. Right. It's 23 grams of sugar is what you've just eaten there. <laughs> uh, but I did look at the, um, stop us now, lawyers, if this is actionable. But I did look at the ingredient list 
for Suntory's Triple Nama. Mm. Uh, and it was malt, good, hops, okay. very nice, yeah. corn, mm. and sugar. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of delicious beer in cans. And being aware. And being aware. Do you have anything to tell us about the beer that is coming up in our fridge? You know that I do. Uh, we've got two exciting things coming in. The first is from our friends at Verter or Batere, if you're so inclined, up mm-hmm. in Okatama. Uh, so we get their release in every week. It's always great. This week uh, is a, a mixed pack of three different beers, but it's an artist collaboration collection, which they did once last year as well. Very interesting. Uh, so it's, as the name suggests, they've collaborated with a local artist to do designs for the cans. They look really good. And it's quite striking for Verter as well because their cans are, like, they have a, a very strong visual identity. So when they do something different, I think it stands out quite a lot. And they still do it in a very Verter kind of way. Mm. Uh, but those are coming in, and it's a mixed case. There's only eight of each. I, I think similar to the anniversary stuff, that's probably going to be a pretty hot item. So if you want that, it's coming in on Friday, you know. You know what to do. You know be where here. we are. Yeah, yeah, be here early on Friday. Uh, the other thing coming in also on Friday is, I'm not totally sure. Is I haven't seen them before. It might be a brand new brewery in Japan, and it's called uh, LA Ale Works or Los Angeles Ale Works. Mm. Uh, we got a mix pack from them as well. It's four different beers. They're all IPAs. IPAs are hazy IPAs, I think. But, um, yeah, it's a brewery that, that has a lot of buzz. And uh, if you look up their beers uh, on the various rating websites, they're all really positively reviewed. So that should be good, too. That's that's four different beers. So there's only six cans, each of those. There's one coming in called uh, Contiki, which is uh, like a, I think they called it a tropical triple. I think it's 10.1%. Extremely fruity, juicy. Not sure if it's hazy, uh, but a tropical IPA at 10.1%. Which intrigues me because uh, making an IPA that high octane is a challenging thing to make something that's that's still really good and drinkable and delicious. It's been done before. I am a big fan of Revision's Poor Decisions, which I think is 11%, mm. uh, which is a, an absurdly drinkable 11% beer. Um, but I, that's a challenge for brewers. So I'm pretty interested in that, but I, I'm interested in the rest of the uh, Los Angeles Ale Works stuff as well. And uh, if it's coming in a mix pack, there will only be, what, six or eight cans? That's right. Of each yeah, of those. four kinds, six cans of each. Interesting. Don't sleep on any of those. You know, speaking of radically reinventing the format of this website, you know, the website of this uh, podcast, you know, we've completely blown past. Mm. Pairing. We had an opportunity to double pair. We are going to double pair these beers. Okay, back um, it up. I am going to roll the dice once, I think. But we are going to pair each of these beers with that same thing. Uh, one of eight options, although, of course, it can't be the two most recent options, which were... Wildcard and food. What did we say about wildcard before? Did we say we can have wildcard again? Yeah. Because it's wildcard? Yeah, wildcard doesn't okay. count. So let's just say food then. Can't be food. All right. Anything else goes. It's not going to be food. What is it going to be? Let's roll the dice and find out. Video game. Interesting. So, have you been playing any video games recently? What's on the top of your mind? What would you like to pair with these two contrasting but similar beers? I've been playing a lot of Fallout 4. Um, I could drink both of these while playing Fallout 4, for sure. Classic. Yeah, I, uh, I buy everything on sale mm. um, because 
you know, I'm not paying $60 for the base game. Uh, I had Fallout 4 already, and then in one of the sales, maybe the New Year's sale, I found all of the DLC for $10 total. Excellent. Uh, That's a lot good. of game. Yeah, Far Harbor, uh, I played through. Far Harbor was a lot of gameplay, and now I'm in uh, Nuka Town, I think, the, the Disneyland kind of theme park expansion. Okay. It's great. Uh, really great. If you like, you know, if you like Fallout series and, and Bethesda's personal brand of glitchiness. What is it about that game that you think would pair particularly well with this beer? Oh, no, I'm not pairing. You just said, what am I playing? Oh, right. Sorry. I said, I am playing that, and I could drink these while playing that. But? And then we detoured, yeah, but there was a but there that was okay. going to diverge us from that path. Let's hear about your but. Uh, you know, I didn't I don't have anything. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on. Give me a moment. Give Dan a moment to think about his but. Uh, did you ever play Sleeping Dogs? Yes, I played about Largely the first yeah. 10 minutes of Sleeping Dogs. Really? Yeah. And what, didn't didn't take you? Uh, my PC wasn't high spec enough, so it just wasn't running. Fair enough. Uh, Sleeping Dogs, for those who don't know, it's basically uh, GTA, but The Departed in Hong Kong. Yep. Uh, it is incredible. Um, I think of all the games that have come out over the years and, and tried to take what GTA is doing and put it into a, a new game or a new skin and make something good, uh, Sleeping Dogs is far and away the best one that I have, have ever played. Um, it's a great story. It's kind of a, a great mix of seriousness and silliness. Um, it's open world. It's really fantastic. But it's a game you want to sink into. There's a lot of stuff to do in it, as, as often happens in open world games. Uh, so I could see myself drinking Rabbit Punch while playing Sleeping Dogs because I'm going to be there for a while. So I feel like if I bought like a four-pack or a six-pack of this, I don't know how they sell them online, but if I had a few of these in the fridge... I could drink a couple of these while playing Sleeping Dogs for a few hours. Mm. Yeah, I remember you re- regain your health by buying pork buns from street vendors. That there's, was a really nice little touch. Yeah, there's various meters that you can refill through using the services available to you in Hong Kong, right. shall we say. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, it's, um, it's a deep game. There is also a lot of punching and kicking, I will say. There's a bit of both, right? You're an undercover guy. But um, so when you're few like guns, am I right? No, there is. That's the thing. There are guns. When you're in like police mode, then right. you're blowing people away. And when you're in like, like maintaining your turf, yes, like a real cop. When you're in your uh, your gang guy mode, then you're punching people. So there's, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting. It's it's a great game, and like I got to it late. It came out, I don't know, ten years ago now, something like that. I bought it on sale as well. It showed up, and a friend had recommended it to me years ago, and I didn't pick it up. And then I was looking at the sales, and it's a 10-year-old game, so it was like $2 or something, like $1.99 on the PlayStation Store. Uh, So I bought it, uh, like the Game of the Year edition with the DLCs and stuff. Anyway, recommend it. Still holds up. Still great. Great story. Great dialogue. Great gameplay. Sleeping Dogs. Is there a rabbit in it? Just really round out the pairing? Probably. Yeah, why not? There probably is a rabbit I also recently picked up a game on a Steam sale. It's called Curse of the Golden Idol. Hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to describe what you do. Um, you look at a picture of uh, a crime scene mm. and you can click on various things there to get their names into your word bank. So you can click on a letter and there might be a few names in the letter. You click on the names, those go into your word bank. And then you have to go into your thinking screen mm-hmm. and figure out who did what to whom and with what. 
okay. using the words that you have picked up by clicking around on the crime scene. Okay. So you might read a letter to somebody. Somebody might have a monogrammed handkerchief. Um, but all the while, you're looking for contrasts and small differences in details. Mm. Right? This person's first name might be in this letter. Their, their last name might be in a flyer advertising their music show mm. that they're doing tonight. So you're always having to, to put together different bits of information mm. to reach some kind of whole conclusion okay. at the end. It's very interesting. It is unlike anything I've ever played before, right? The uh, very low poly art style. Think original Monkey Island right, okay. kind of level, like art, level yeah. of art. Um, maybe a little bit higher than that. But um, yeah, and it's set in, I think, 18th century England. Mm. Uh, and there is a, a golden idol, which is cursed, as best I can tell. I've only finished the first five crimes okay. out of 11. Is it difficult so far? Uh, it is getting more difficult. Mm. The first uh, crime was just basically one screen. Mm. It was pretty obvious what had happened. Like You're almost watching it happen and you're right. just figuring out how to do it. The, most, the crime that I'm on now, there are four screens... There are like 12 different characters here. You have right. to figure out whose room is whose. Um, somebody appears to have been poisoned. So what kind of poison did they use? The sentences get longer and more complicated as you go through the crime. So I'm only on the fifth crime, I think. Mm. So it's going to get more and more complicated from here. Also, Steam sale. So it was like 600 yen. Pretty, Pretty good. good deal. Pretty yeah. good deal. That sounds good. Curse of the Golden Idol. Wait for the next Steam sale. Okay. Rabbit Kick. Yes. Are you comparing both of these with one game? Yes, uh, because the, the, the point is that they the, the game contains lots of contrasts and lots of small details ah, I thought that we you were comparing, comparing both of them with other. the same category. Okay. I've misunderstood. Well, that's what I did, but you can do something different if you like. So Rabbit Punch. Was Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs. Rabbit Kick. Uh, Kingdom Rush series, tower defense games. Okay. Have you played them? I don't think so, no. Oh, man, they're so good. It's, play this on your phone? Uh, yeah, you can play it on your phone. Tablet's probably better because you have more screen real estate. Do you like tower defense stuff? No. At all? You haven't played any that you enjoyed? Um, uh, no, I've played a few that I enjoyed. Uh, Dungeon of the Endless is kind of a tower defense game, okay. but also kind of a dungeon exploring game. Okay. It's pretty good. I've heard about that. I can't remember what it is. Anyway, we digress. Uh, Kingdom Rush, I think, probably one of the best series of tower defense that's available out there. It's got kind of a cartoony style, but it's got a ton of depth to it. Mm. Uh, but as in a lot of tower defense stuff, you have moments of kind of, well, maybe not a lot, but like in, uh, there's a lot of activity to Kingdom Rush. It's not just setting up your towers and letting things go and seeing what happens. Right. Uh, in, I'm not sure if it's the first one or in subsequent ones, but eventually you have heroes that you're kind of like piloting around the track and having them use their abilities. You're upgrading things on the fly as the waves come through. So it's actually very uh, kind of intensive tower defense type of game. There is some like some downtime where you're setting things up. And that's why I think Rabbit Kick is a good beer for that because it's got quite a lot of punch to it. You can have a sip or two in ironic. that that little bit <laughs> ironic. Uh, a lot of kick maybe is more appropriate, uh, but you can have a sip or two during that downtime when you're kind of not taking things easy, but you have a little bit more time to work with. 
Uh, and then when the action heats up, that, uh, that taste and that heat's going to linger with you and carry you through those moments. And then once you get through that wave, you have a quick sip, and then you kind of upgrade your towers and do your thing, and mm. then you're back in it again. Spend your premium currency. That's it. Yeah, I've never tried one of those. Maybe I'll give it a go. Maybe. That sounds interesting. Um, since you got to pair it with two games, I'm going to do the same. Okay. I'm going to pair Rabbit Kick with Dungeon of the Endless. <laughs> just reminded me about this is a great game and i'm going to keep this brief um it's great because uh it really rewards you for paying attention mm-hmm. like uh you you open doors in a dungeon and every time you open a door you might spawn enemies in an unlit room you only have enough power to light a certain amount of rooms so you can build stuff in the the lit rooms that will attack the enemies mm-hmm. as they try and get to your crystal um these things like it might be it says the item is tear gas. But then if you read the item description, it's actually tear gas because mm. it's a gas that tears the molecules apart from the, the creatures as they right. walk through. So it's quite funny, and it's one of those ones where reading the item descriptions rewards you a lot. Mm. Paying attention rewards you a lot, a lot like drinking and contrasting two very delicious beers. A lot like uh, Curse of the Golden Idol, what's it? Yeah, Curse of the Golden Idol. Good memory. Yeah, Was that what it was? Yeah, I think that's right. I only started playing it two days okay, ago. Okay, right. Good memory. Also, paying attention to details. Yes. That, that was my point. Sorry, not my memory. but Well, you were paying attention like to the details in, in both clearly. of my stories. Man, Absolutely. I must be great at those games. You should get them. They're great. Uh, two excellent beers, four excellent games this week. We really are shaking up the format. Mm. Why don't we shake it up one final time by giving the brewery update at the end of the episode. Oh. Yeah, man. Man. Two beers in the tank right now that are probably going to be kegged early next week uh, if everything goes to plan. We have a new batch of Shibasaki Session just in the nick of time because we have almost run out of Shibasaki Session. I tinker with the recipe a tiny bit every time we brew it. There's a a pizza's just arrived. Uh, I tinker with the recipe a little bit every time we brew it, just a tiny bit. So paying attention to those tiny details might reward you. Uh, and the other beer that we have in the tank is a single hop pale ale. Um, people were, we put more into the first batch pale ale than I thought they were going to be. So this is a similar recipe to that, although I have changed it a bit and we dry hopped it. Mm. But it's a single hop pale ale using centennial hops. So if you're ever curious to, to find out like what does a hop taste like, single hop pale ales are a great way to find it out. You can really pay attention to all the different notes in the orchestra when there's only one instrument playing. Mm. That's a very tortured metaphor. Uh, And an excellent place to leave it this week. Thank you for torturing these metaphors with me, Daniel Bellamy. Always. Always a pleasure. Paying attention to all of these details. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Stay safe, and we will see you again next time. Thanks for listening, everybody.